Podcast with your host, Moy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Moy Moy Podcast, and on today's episode, I'm going to be going over self-discipline. Now, I think self-discipline is a crucial, crucial skill to be building in day in and day out. Why? It leads to a great life and it leads to a happier life. The reason it leads to a happier life is because it gets you uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable, you're growing. And remember, if you're not growing, you're dying. So it made me think, why so? Why is self-discipline so hard to master? Like, why is it so hard to do things that are good for you? Working out, reading, cleaning up, making sure your bills are up to date, and many more examples. Then I realized it's hard because it's self-disciplined. It's completely up to yourself. You're the one who has to get yourself up. You're the one who has to get yourself to the gym. You're the one who has to get yourself to clean the whole house. And you're the one that has to do X, Y, and Z. So self-discipline is an an admirable skill that a lot of people like, yet most aren't willing to learn it. Plus, it's free. So it makes me think, why don't people want to learn it? Again, it's because it's self-discipline. It's something you have to make sure you do yourself. And just in case you don't know the definition of self-discipline, it's the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses, the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. Bottom line, it's basically you doing what you have to be doing. That's what that definition is trying to say. Self-discipline is such an important skill, life skill, let me correct that, life skill, because it allows you to stay focused on your goals. It keeps you in check with yourself and enables you to control your emotions better and does many more things for your life. That's why it leads to a great life and that's why it leads to a happier life. So I never understood when people say, man, I wish I was as disciplined as you or you're lucky that you're so disciplined. Like, what do you mean? What does that mean? But I don't blame them because at times when I will see people that are disciplined and even to this day with people that have like super high levels of discipline, I'm like, I wish I was like that. But when you really look at it, they're building that skill every single day. And it's not something they were born with. It's something that they build every single day. Even though I used to think the same thing. I used to think, damn, they were born with that. But no, it's something that you build in every single day. You're working on it. It's like a muscle. And then without, that happened when I started looking closely on what self-discipline was. And those that have self-discipline, how did they get it? And what do they do to improve that self-discipline? Because some people just have it to the overly, overly the top. I can't really say that. But they have it to to the extent where it's just in a crazy amount like, damn, how are you that disciplined? And I, I understand it's difficult because habits are tough to develop, but it's also an important skill to have. It's a skill that's worked on, built every single day, Monday through Sunday, no rest, no cheat days. It's something that you got to do genuinely. It's something that you got to do. There's no, there's no cheat days. There's no rest days when it comes to building self-discipline. And I wanted to share some stuff that helped me build my self-discipline and that currently still is helping me build self-discipline. And if my way and my ways don't work, I also found other ways I could possibly help you on how to build self-discipline. So at the beginning, these are the early stages on where the self-discipline started. And I'm not going to lie. I know I bring this guy up sometimes or this animal, but my dog, Coco, he's such a great example on. Yeah, I know. I didn't really think much of a name. I wish I thought of a better name, but Coco. But besides the point, my dog, I got him when I was 11. And I started walking him every single day, at least a mile a day. And I know I talked about in other episodes where I be where I walk him a mile a day. But this guy to this day, Monday through Sunday, we walk a mile a day. Every single day. And what gets me thinking is, no matter what day of the week it is, I don't care if it's Monday, Friday, or even Wednesday, he literally bugs me until we walk. And I felt like that installed self-discipline. Because yes, I'm like, I walked you yesterday, but his face is like, bro, that was yesterday. This is today. Like... My walks today, I haven't had a walk today. You walked me yesterday. He like, I understand that, but today's a new day. And I feel like he's the one that showed me that. So every day I would walk him. To this day, it's been 13 years already. 
and we still walk every single day. I don't know how he still gets up, and I don't even know where he gets the energy, but every single day we still walk. The other thing that helped me, I read this once in a book, and I think it was from some guy in the Navy SEALs. He said, making your bed every morning, and every morning since I was in middle school, I've been making my bed. I don't leave my room until my bed is made. That played two things in my head. One, when I made my bed, it made me think like, it wires my brain to think I accomplished something already. Yes, I know the task is small, but I accomplished something. It plays with me. Like, I think, okay, I'm on a roll already. I already got one thing done. What's next on the list? The second thing, the reason I like doing my bed in the morning is uh, when I do my bed in the morning, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I sleep a lot better when the bed is neatly done and I get to get in it after a hard day of work or a hard day of just attacking the day. You know what I mean? So when I do my bed... It makes me not want to get in anymore because it's so nicely done. I don't want to get on it. So it keeps me away from getting back in my bed. The other two things that really haunt me with uh, my self-discipline was swim and water polo. Swim and water polo, no matter how bad the game is, no matter how bad the practice was, that was that practice. Come the next day, keep showing up. There was morning practice during the winter. I hated those because it's freaking cold. So why would I want to get out of my warm bed to go swim in a pool and do exercise, be out of breath, be in the cold? And just be tired the whole day. Why? It was just the fact that I wanted to win. But self-discipline was starting to build in me because of those sports. I also have to thank my coaches. My coaches build a huge um, level of self-discipline in me. Both swim and my water polo coaches. They will get me to show up um, to to the practices. And that sport just in general really build self-discipline in me. And to this day I carry that because I hate to lose. And I know I don't want to go to the gym and I know I don't want to work out. But if I don't work out, like I said, I'm not growing. I'm dying. And I'm not saying like working out like just to look good. Just saying mentally, I'm already dying because I didn't go after it. I didn't attack the day. I didn't check it off. And I didn't check that part of my list where I'm supposed to be getting my health better. I'm so Because if you're well meant physically, you're going to be well mentally. So it's already a double win. You're killing two birds with one stone. But again, you got to get yourself out of that bed. You got to get yourself to go walk. You got to get yourself there. You got to get yourself to show up. That's where self-discipline comes to show. And when you roll that over to anything, whether it be business, whether it be in school, you got to show up. You got to show up for that test. You got to show up for that promotion. If you're doing a sport, you got to show up to that game. You got to show up to that practice. I know it's going to get hard, but that's where you got to push it. That's where it gets you uncomfortable when you start growing. The later stages of my life, do one thing that makes you suffer. I learned this one from David Goggins. You got to do one thing that makes you suffer a day. And that one thing is getting up, going for a run, getting up, going to the gym. So that's the first day. That's the first thing I'm gonna do every single day. It makes me suffer because I get out of my comfort bed. I end up going to the gym. I'm out of breath. My muscles are sore. I'm super tired. But I never leave the gym saying, "Damn, I regret coming," or "I regret," like, "I regret working out." You never leave the gym regretting the workout. For some reason, you live in a better mood and you never regret it. But you will regret not going. That one usually happens. I promise you, that one usually happens. Another one is doing a mild day. The reason doing a mild day really still helps me is because it keeps me, one, on a consistency. Two, it just keeps me doing a mild day, just one more mile. One mile a day, every single day, no matter what part of the year is, that's 365 miles. And if I did the math correctly, that's 14 marathons I'm running every single year. That plays with my mind, and that really builds some self-discipline in me. Reading at least 30 minutes a day, I have to do that because, one, I have that brain. The brain is something that the human, like the human species just in general stands aside because we're really smart. So I have to keep it healthy. As long as I keep it healthy, it's going to keep all my functions healthy. It keeps my, you know, sense just those messages. The brain at the end of the day is what controls the whole body. 
And if you don't keep it healthy, I don't know how that doesn't scare people. It scares me if I don't keep it healthy. So that's why I read 30 minutes a day. The other thing is separating my wants with my needs. That's That breaks down into like deeper things such as hanging out with friends, eating nasty food, clothes. Sometimes I want to hang out with my friends. I really do. And I feel like they take it personal, but I it's because I can. I got to separate some things because I'm trying to accomplish certain things and I can't be hanging out. One, I shouldn't be hanging out if I haven't attacked the day. There's no reason why I should be celebrating with my friends because I didn't go after my day. I didn't attack it. So that's where self-discipline starts helping me because it starts helping me separating my wants with my needs. Also, eating nasty foods. Sometimes I crave freaking canes and canes is bomb, but... I can't be having canes if I'm trying to do like a half marathon. I can't be eating canes if I'm trying to do a triathlon. And I could have it at times. I'm not saying I need to cut it off completely, but I'm saying I can't have it constantly. And that goes with every other nasty food. Clothes. Sometimes I want to buy clothes, but I need to be paying my bills on time. So that's where it separates my wants with my needs. Some other ways that I have found that can help with building discipline is... Here's a couple of them, actually. One, commit to a daily excellence. That, for me, was do a mile a day. That for some is yes, it's not the greatest thing, but doing a mile day really is like a commitment. I could do a mile day. Everyone could do a mile day. That's that's one that is um commit to my daily excellence. Excellence. I couldn't say it. The second one is get enough sleep. This one's important. I'm struggling understanding this one. Yes, I know like getting enough sleep is simple, but the reason I'm struggling is because I don't do it. And you're supposed to be getting, I believe, like eight hours of sleep a day. And I have noticed a difference in my performance when I do get a full like eight hours of sleep constantly, not just one night when I get it for like three, four months and I keep doing it. That one really does help. And it is a discipline thing because sometimes you want to stay up texting people, talking to people or hanging out with people. So it makes sense that that's going to build your self-discipline. Number three prioritize correctly again that's the same with sleep and the same with separating your wants with your needs you're going to prioritize correctly are you going to go hang out with your friends or are you going to go work out are you going to eat this junk food or are you going to eat clean you just got to prioritize number four learn how to say no you got to say no and that goes again with all the stuff i just said sometimes when my friends say they want to hang out i do want to hang out but sometimes i have to say no just because i know it's going to be good for me Forgive yourself. This one's a big one because I feel like a lot of people beat themselves down when they don't do something right or where they don't push hard enough. Yeah, sometimes we have a bad day, but remember, it's a bad day, not a bad week. It could be a bad week, but not a bad month. It could be a bad month, but not a bad year. So forgive yourself. Anything you do wrong, it's okay. As long as you're still breathing, you're alive, you're still in the game, don't worry about it. You know, forgive yourself. Be a, be a, be a cheerleader to yourself. Be a good coach to yourself. Learn to be this comfort. That is true. That goes back again. If you're not if um, uncomfortable, you got to be uncomfortable because uncomfortable, you're growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So learn to be discomfort. Visualize success. Yes, you got to visualize success. Every time I would be swimming, I imagine myself racing Michael Phelps. I was just this high school kid, not going to go to the Olympics. But in my head, I was going to the Olympics and I was racing Michael Phelps by the end of the year. So that's what I was installing in my head. And now I visualize different things. I visualize one day I'm going to do a TED Talks in front of a lot of people. And you got to visualize what your goals are and you got to visualize where your dreams are. And I also wrote a couple key inf- key information for self-discipline. Know where you know where you struggle. You got to know where you struggle. And again, that comes with making a plan. When you make a plan, you know where your struggles are and you know where your strengths are. So you got to know where you struggle. Also, know how you succeed. Again, that goes both with strengths and weaknesses. Identify and write down clear goals. You got to write your goals exactly what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Visualize your outcome. That goes back to tying in or piggybacking on the other one. You got to visualize how you're going to get there. And you got to visualize you winning. Don't wait for it to feel right. That is true. And I experienced this one with the podcast. 
because I was waiting forever to feel right and feel like the moment's going to be right to do the podcast. And I was just stalling all year. And finally, this summer, I launched my first episode. And little by little, they've been getting better. Start small. You just got to start somewhere. Just walk. I'm not telling you to sprint the marathon. I'm saying walk one mile a day. That's what I'm saying. So you got to figure out what your mile is and you just got to get after it. Get a mentor. It doesn't need to be a physical one, but a mentor could also be the role models. I did an episode on it. You got to get a role model. The role models play a, a crucial role in also pushing yourself and getting you to your next level. Practice, fail, start over. Like I said, hey, like make this fun. You got to practice, you got to fail, and you got to start over. Just go back to the drawing boards and see how you're going to fix it. Remember, self-discipline is a skill. It takes time to build. I've been after it for years, and I know people who've been after it way longer than I have, even decades, and they're still getting after it. So, make a plan, and just how David Goggins says, get after it. I've been saying it a lot, and I got it from David Goggins. Get after it. That one's true. Just get after it. But, hey guys, I hope this helped with the with understanding of how self-discipline works. I hope it helped with like tweaking a couple things that you guys are doing or if not if you're just trying to see how self-discipline how you could get to a certain level of self-discipline or build self-discipline i hope this episode helped you out but this is going to conclude this week's episode of self-talk or of the, my self-discipline talk uh this is going to be many uh of the self-discipline episodes because self-discipline like i said is a crucial role i want to keep doing them because i want to keep reminding people and new listeners in the future of how how to build self-discipline not only that i also want to update you guys on my self-discipline because i could be building it every single day just how you guys are doing it but hopefully this episode did help you and got you some ideas on how to build self-discipline or how to keep at it but before i conclude the episode i'm gonna end it with the quote of the week and this week's quote is motivation gets you going but discipline keeps you growing that's by john c maxwell that is true. I love that quote because motivation gets you going. That's the whole point of motivation and discipline keeps you growing. So remember, if you're not growing, you're dying. So guys, make sure this week you're growing. Make sure you keep taking it to the end of the year. Make sure you carry that momentum to next year. But thanks for listening to my episode. Tune into next week's episode and I'll see you guys in the next episode. All right.